Could I just take a minute? And I want to thank you so much. I, I get to be the pastor of the most awesome church in the world. Last week, uh, I presented a challenge to you to uh, help a family in our community uh, that is a foster care family that is in need and want to have a great Christmas. And you guys, you, all of y'all, took every single ornament that we had. All right? So I just want to thank you. Give yourself a round of applause. In fact, I think there was a line of people that didn't get one. All right? So we added a few more. And so if you would like to take uh, a tag and help this family out and didn't get a chance to last week, you come back there and see me. I've got that uh, ready for you today. In fact, it was, it was awesome because I got pulled away last week. Roger had to take my place, so he got all you folks that were upset you didn't get a card, right? Which was nice uh, that I didn't have to do that. But what was awesome, I just wanted you to know this, that the reason I was pulled away is I was able to go downstairs and lead a young man who's been coming to our church to the Lord. He's 11 years old, and he trusted Jesus as his Savior last week. So that's a good reason a good reason to, to be pulled away. You know what's awesome is that God is using our church as a witness in this community through this uh, Christmas tree ornament uh, giveaway, through uh, a young man, his, his mom brings him to church every week, and the Lord's working in his life. And can I just say that let's keep it going. Let's keep on going. Let's be hand in hand uh, hand and foot of Jesus, the feet of Jesus, the hands of Jesus in our community so that more and more people can trust and find the hope of Christmas, the peace of Christmas, the joy of Christmas. So if you will open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, we're going to continue in our study of Holy Night where we're looking at this nativity scene, this, uh, just the characters right around the Christmas story and finding uh, our hope, peace, joy, and love as we look at the various characters. We looked the first week at um, Mary's life and we discovered the hope that she had and this holy happiness that she exhibited. She was blessed to be counted in the plan of the Messiah. And it's in Him we find our hope and it's in Him you and I find our holy happiness to be a part of His plan, to be a part of the story, to know Christ as our Savior and to find hope, not for just this world, but for the world to come, for life to come in Christ. And last week we looked at Joseph and this peace that he exuded and this idea we could discover that type of peace as well, the providential protection of our God who keeps us even in the midst of hard, difficult times. Jesus is the perfect Prince of Peace we just sang about. And today we find the jolting nature of joy. The jolting nature from joy from heaven that it was exclaimed to shepherds by the angels. And we see the effect of jubilation and joy that enters our lives in a seemingly unexpected way and at seemingly unexpected times. Joy is that elusive thing that many of us chase, many chase in our world, but they never truly find it. 
Because oftentimes they try to fabricate real joy in something else. What have, you, what have you sought joy and pleasure in? Things? People? Money? Status? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll? What, what have we, uh, what have not just we, but what have our, our um, of humankind, what, what types of things do we chase after to try to find joy? But it's a... a a mere shadow of what real joy is. It's, it's just a false mimic of true joy. I'm reminded of the Beatitudes. We find that in Matthew chapter 5, and Jesus is on a hillside there, and he's proclaiming his kingdom and his kingdom to come, and he's proclaiming it among a people that are seeking joy and what, every, what everyone else tells them to do. They're seeking joy in what the world says. They're seeking joy in what religion says they must do to find joy. And Jesus gives them this, this heavenly, this otherworldly, this other kingdomly course, uh, this, this idea that is completely the antithesis of what everyone else tells them to do. It's the same in our world today. Everything uh, that people want us to chase, that say that we will find joy and happiness in, Jesus and those Beatitudes told them it was completely the opposite. Jesus said, if you want to be happy, blessed, blessed are the humble in spirit, for they will be, they will inherit, the, the poor in spirit, they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who, uh, who are meek because they will, uh, they will inherit the earth. It goes on to give them these contrasting ideas that, hey, the world says chase money, chase fame, chase status, chase fulfillment and pleasure. He says chase humility, chase meekness, chase power, chase mourning, mourning over your sins. The world says to hunger and thirst after things that won't fill you up. And just like Jesus said to the woman at the well, he says, that water will leave you thirsty again and again and again. And you'll have to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. But I have something of which you can drink that will give you uh, a full satisfaction. I have living water. When you drink of the living water, you'll never thirst again. And Jesus in the Beatitude says, hunger and thirst after righteousness hunger and thirst after me. That's where joy is found. Joy is found in Christ. Joy is found not in the things this world will try to offer us that will one day fade away and lead us, leave us only wanting more and more and more to never be satisfied. Joy is found in surrendering our hearts and our lives to Christ, to Jesus so we're diving down deep into this holy night nativity scene, and we see that unexpected joy comes from an unexpected place, announced by unexpected messengers, given to unexpected recipients. And the unexpected results are still affecting people today in unexpected ways, inserting unexpected joy into our lives. So let's read together the account. 
and find jolting jubilation found in joy. Would you, if you are able, would you stand? We're going to read Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. In the same regions, in the same regions, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch overnight at night over their flock. And then the angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. You would be too. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be, all, it will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who was the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was this multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known. Us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I believe there are three things about joy here in this passage. And if we will listen, if we will heed, if we will pause and consume these truths, it will change our lives. And we will know, and this joy will take root in our hearts. And that's my prayer today. The first thing that we see is that joy comes from Christ when Christ is announced. Joy comes when Christ is announced. Here we have the shepherds minding their own business, watching their flocks like, like they do every night, just normal nights, quiet nights, you know, uh, these nights of, you know, bleeding lambs, and, you know, mostly that's it. It's just them alone with their sheep. And can you imagine, just for a moment, place yourself in their seat where they are. And this is not like our world, right? Uh, if you've ever had the opportunity to go places where there's not a lot of light pollution, and just, I can imagine the sky being vibrant and Dark and void, and all of a sudden, these, these angels come, and the, the glory of the Lord fills the sky, fills the area around them. And can you imagine? The angel had to say, Don't be afraid, because in this moment, they probably were. They could have even soiled themselves. I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying, it would be. A scary moment, a scary moment. It was jolting. It was surprising. It was unexpected. They had no preparation for this, and just bam, there it is. And they come to this moment. The messengers from heaven visit these unexpected recipients with literally the greatest news ever told to anyone, anywhere, in all history. Right there in this field, on this, field, on this uh, hillside in, uh, in Jerusalem, where these shepherds, these lowly shepherds were, and they heard the greatest news ever. 
And in this moment, we're not told which angel this is. If you look back through the story, when an angel visited Mary, we're, we're told it was Gabriel. When, Mary, when an angel visits Joseph, we're told it was the angel Gabriel. Here in this moment, we're not told who this angel or these angels were. Why? The point is not the angel. The point is the message, the greatest message ever announced to anyone ever. That a Christ, a Messiah, a rescuer is born into you today. It's not about the angel. It's not about the messenger. It's about the message. And when Christ is announced, a long-awaited rescuer is announced, of course there would be joy that follows. These people had waited for this message for all eternity. Their hearts longed for it, though they may not have been, given, been able to give words to it. When Christ is announced, joy, of course, comes because it's the greatest message ever told. And friends... This is why Christmas is so important. This is why Easter is so important. This is why what we do week in and week out is important to come here as the body of Christ gathered together and sent out into the world to share this same message with a, a world that longs for it, though they may not know. A, a world that longs to have joy, but they're fulfilling it in all the other areas. And if someone would just go and announce Christ to them, maybe, hopefully, perhaps they would receive it with joy, be saved themselves. And that, not is, that is not simply my job. It is our job. We are the church of Christ. We are the message bearers of this wonderful message of this Christ, of this one come to rescue and save. We go. We go into the world and we say, come listen to the story. We tell them to come back and we, we ask them to come here and we share with them this joyful message. And guess what happens? Just like a young man, 11 years old, when confronted with the gospel message of Jesus Christ for just a few weeks, he received it with joy and became a Christian last week. We'll get to baptize him on the first, uh, first or second Sunday of, of next year. The same message changes people's lives and brings joy to them, and we carry that. We announce it. We announce it to a world who desperately needs it and desperately wants it. They just don't know it yet. And if we could just go and tell them, can I tell you today that joy still comes when Christ is announced? Amen? Joy still comes when Christ is, is, is announced. So who is this Jesus? Let me tell you. He's Messiah. He's the coming one, the Alpha and Omega, the bright morning star. He's our kinsman redeemer. He's the promised one of God. He is the son of God, son of man. He's greater than any prophet of Israel. He's greater than any judge. He's greater than any king who ever ruled. He's the son of David, the great I am. Jesus is the Lord of lords, the king of kings. He is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father, 
Jesus is not just a babe in a manger. He's the second person of the Trinity. He is God's Son in whom he is well pleased. He is the transfigured Christ revealed to Peter, James, and John. He who knew no sin became sin for you and for me. He is the he is the one who knew no sin. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He died on a cross, was raised on the third day. He is the head of the church. He ascended into heaven, and he's seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible says that we are joint, joint heirs with him, and we are sealed with him in heavenly places, seated with him. He is alive forevermore, and he is one day coming to rule and reign once for all. Jesus then won't come just to take sides. He will take over. And friends, can we find joy in the Lord, in him today, in our own lives, committed ourselves, committing ourselves to him. That's the message of joy that you and I carry wherever we go. It's the message of Christ. The second thing we see here is that joy causes worshipers of God to rejoice. It causes worshipers of God to rejoice. That's what happens when he is announced. We rejoice at who he is. Look at what the angel said when they all joined in in that chorus. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom he favors. They rejoiced at who was to come. They rejoiced that the promise had been fulfilled. And we too, friends, as worshipers of this Christ, our God, must rejoice in him we must rejoice in him he brings joy into our lives and we rejoice so let us practice our rejoicing in him not merely here in this moment but every day let us practice being joyful finding our hope in him. Let us look to Jesus and what he offers you, a rescuer, a redeemer. You can find redemption and forgiveness of your sins because of this babe, and we regard him every December. But he grew into a man who was 100% God and 100% man, and he, he held this union in perfect harmony so that when he died, your sins could be covered. That is something to find joy in. We worship him just as the angels did. The third thing that we see is that joy instructs followers of Christ to go. And the angels came to the shepherds. Why? Why shepherds? You no doubt heard through, through the years of Shepherds being the lowest members of the caste system of Israel, if there was such a thing. Literally the, the lowest of the low. That's why we call them the lowly shepherds. They were humble. They were of no, uh, of no reputation. They were uh, people that most people cast aside and didn't look at. They're right down there where, uh, with, uh, with prostitutes and tax collectors. They just weren't received well in the, their society. So they lived out in the outskirts of town. Though they had a vital job to watch over the sheep, to prepare the lambs, to be ready for sacrifices, to, 
to, to look, to, to do something all the time that would look to the Christ that was to come. So why in the world would the messengers of God, why in the world would the angels of God deliver the message to shepherds? Why in the field? Why out in the middle of nowhere? Notice the shepherds or the angels didn't go to the palace and Jesus wasn't born there either because it wasn't just a message only for the rich and the powerful. Notice that the angels did not go to pronounce Christ and Christ was not born in the temple to only go to the religious elite and the ones who thought they had it good enough and were good enough themselves and kept the law good enough. Christ came to the shepherds. Christ was born in a lowly manger and a, a pigsty, a, 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 a stable full of animals to signify that Christ came for everyone, for every type of person. He was humble and lowly because he came for all people. He came for the son of a delivery man who delivered bread his entire life. Me. He didn't come for the religious elite. He didn't come for the people of, uh, of Lafayette First Baptist Church because they're good enough or religious enough. Jesus came so that sinners could be saved. Jesus came so that humble, uh, all, all of us could be humbled and understand that he is the most powerful being in all creation. He came to be just like us, to extend the message of hope, peace, and joy to all people and all kinds of people. No matter their background or pedigree, Jesus came for common people like you and me. And the joy we receive from knowing him instructs us to go and tell everyone we can about him. It, the, the angels go back to heaven. The, the shepherds where the field is bright white with the glory of the Lord, it's just dark again. They didn't sit there and wonder, man, that was crazy. They said, let us go immediately. Let us go right away. Let us get on the road now and see this thing that the angels have told us. The joy came, and they went. The joy came, and they had to go and find Jesus. They came and worshiped him, and then they went pondering these things and telling anyone they could about what they had seen. The joy that comes from knowing Christ instructs us to go, to go and to tell others to go and to say, this message is for you. To be like beggars who were hungry, stumbled upon some bread, and instead of hoarding it to ourselves, they said, we go out and we tell others, come, I found a storehouse. Come, I found a place for you to eat and to be filled. Come and find what I have found. 
The joy that comes from knowing Christ instructs us to tell others to take this message wherever we go. The shepherds, after encountering the angels, went to worship Jesus to see him with their own eyes, and we must go to him and worship him today, but we must also go to the people he came to save. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. This should be something on our hearts that compels us to go because it says, how then can they, the world, how then can they call on him in whom they've not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without someone telling them, without a preacher telling them? And how can they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You and I carry the good news of great joy that will be for all the peoples. The Lord doesn't send angels from heaven, he sends you and me now to all that we come in contact with. So joy instructs Jesus' followers to go. And that's my prayer for this church. That's my prayer for Lafayette First, that we would carry the message of Christ, the message of joy to Lafayette to Walker County, to this surrounding area and beyond. That we would fulfill Acts 1-8 where Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the utter ends of the earth. And I pray that you and I, as the messengers of Christ, would go to all those places as well. Our own Jerusalem, our own Judea, our own Samaria, and our own to the ends of the earth, carrying the message of joy. So I pray that we can commit ourselves to that in this new year and beyond to commit ourselves to being the messengers of Christ that he's instilled this message in our hearts so that we can carry it with us. Let's pray. God, we pray right now and we just ask that you would help us to carry the message about to sing a song what child is this what an amazing thing Lord he is all the things that we said just a few moments ago and he is the message of joy for a lost and dying world to receive and I pray Lord you put it on our hearts you make it a passion of ours to take this message to all that we can Lord, I pray today, just like last week, as 11-year-old Anthony knew that he was a sinner, knew that he needed a Savior and forgiveness of his sin, and committed his life to believing in you and trusting you for his salvation last week, Lord, I pray today if someone is here, knowing too that they need you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you would give them the greatest message of eternity right into their hearts today, Lord, that you would save them today, Lord, that they would receive the joy of knowing Christ as Lord and Savior, Lord. Would you work in that way today, Lord? I pray if someone's here, Lord, just needing, having a heavy heart, it's hard to find joy, 
because it's easier to focus on all the things that are going wrong and tough and hard. But Lord, joy is not in circumstances and it's not in the things that this world tells us we should chase. Joy is found in you. So help them to find joy today, God. God, work and move in only ways that you can. So we, these things in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Would you stand? And if God is moving in your heart as we sing this song about Christ, would you follow him? Would you listen to his call in your own life and let him lead you into joy?